Is that good? I genuinely can't tell if that's good. G'day, fuckface. It's Aiden Jones, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. <laughs> <laughs> Good day, fuckface, he reckons. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Monday, the 27th of July, 2021. I think that that laugh, right. I think that laugh just then was less about me saying good day, fuckface, and more about the unbridled joy of doing the podcast right now because, mate, mate. Listen to me. I am in a fucking beautiful farm in some place in the Glasshouse Mountains, inland of Surfer's Paradise, in the midst of this like rolling hilly rainforest. It's incredible. And uh, I've had my phone switched off for 24 hours and I fucking hate it. (laughs) I hate it. I hate it. It's not cool. It's not meditative. It doesn't bring me closer to nature. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm not enjoying it. I came here. <clears throat> Fuck. Okay. How are you guys, by the way? <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh my god! Oh god! It just this is the first semblance of you know. Once I record this podcast, I'm gonna fucking check my phone, and I'm gonna do all the bunch of stuff that I've been thinking about for the last 24 hours that I've not been doing. I just turned it on there, and it's been charging. And I looked, and I was like, "Yep, it does get 4G, which is so exciting." And then I put it back down before things started appearing because I was like, "I don't want to know. I don't want to know." I just. Man, I came here last night and I've been telling people for the last few days, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go. Found this Airbnb and it's like, you know, meditation shit. And and um, it's like the couple who run it, you know, they, they offer like little meditation things and forest walks and stuff. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go there. I'm going to turn my phone off and I'm just going to reconnect. Um, there's a book of poetry by Rumi that's been left in the room here, which I've been just like, you know, having a bit of a read of, but I don't like further than that. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be feeling. Uh, I didn't do the meditation with the couple. So I get here last night and, um, I've hired a car, nice car driving around, uh, had a pretty cruisy day yesterday. Just, um, Woke up at my mate's place on the Gold Coast. We did a gig in the Gold Coast on fucking on Saturday night. Maybe I'll talk about that in a bit. But woke up there, drove back up to Brisbane, just like got a few things, got myself some food and then drove up here. And I was the whole time, I'm in a great mood, you know, I'm listening to music and I'm just like, when I get there, I'm turning my phone off. That's the first thing I want to do. So I got here through the convoluted directions. It's like down the end of this one way. It's like a dirt road and you drive for like 10 minutes down a dirt road passing all these other properties. And it's a really beautiful place, man. I, you know, they've called it uh, Krishna Farm or something. Yeah, I guess they're whatever religion or culture that is. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck, why don't I know that? Come on, man. 
How am I just going to give myself a pass for not knowing that? The word Krishna, is that Hare Krishna or is that a different thing? I'm just going just gonna, to, uh, it's called Krishna Farm. I don't know what that means, but anyway. <laughs> just what a fucking ignorant cunt. Hold up, I'm going to have a sip of tea. Oh, yes. Oh, fuck me. Drunk. So uh, I get in yesterday and the guy, very lovely, you know, like a very polite, ingratiating man, uh, shows me to my my little cabin, the Lavender. Uh, it's called the Lavender Cottage. I'm staying in the Lavender Cottage. <laughs> How about that? And I'd thought about, you know... <clears throat> Maybe I need to take some acid and and do that and have that kind of by myself. But I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to have the time by myself with no external stimuli, no stimuli at all. And I thought about like buying some meat in the in the town to um, cook on the barbecue here. And then I was like, I kind of forgot to get it at Coles or Woolies. And then I was looking around at places and I was kind of later than what I said I was going to be. And I just thought, you know what? I don't need to get meat. I don't need to do, I don't need to get, have things to do. That was my thoughts coming up here. It was like, I don't need, all, all of these things that I'm thinking about are just me trying to give myself activities. And what happens if I just don't give myself any activities and I just come to this place and exist in it? All right. Oh God, I've got something in my fucking tooth. Ah, oh, that sucks. Oh, I got it. Oh, that was... <laughs> <laughs> what a podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You know, the other day in Cairns, I was uh, after the open mic last week, one of the guys, we were just talking, a bunch of, bunch of the comics were talking and one of them was kind of being a maniac. Yeah, the one that I was talking about last week who didn't like Terry. He was like, I don't like Terry. And he said something about my podcast. Like, uh, uh, he was like, oh, do you have a podcast? And I was like, oh, yeah, it's this. And, you know, I fucking, I got 54 listeners. And he said something like, oh, maybe you'd get more listeners if you did this. And it fucking got me so bad because, like, it got me so bad that I've been thinking about it for, like, a few days, you know, because I realized, and this is my retort to you, nameless stranger, (laughs) that this podcast... The fact that there's no list, I, I wish there were more listeners, but I don't wish, it's not that I wish that I had a podcast that more people listen to, it's that I'm very happy with the podcast that I do and I enjoy doing it and this is what I want it to be, but I wish that more people cared about me enough and not in the sense of like they care about me as a person or as a friend or someone in their life, I mean we're interested in my life and my career enough <laughs> To listen to the podcast. (laughs) Because like, objectively, it's not a very interesting thing unless I am a figure of some note. And even then, I reckon it's still not that interesting, actually. But I like doing it. And I just, I would like more people to listen to it, but I'm not going to change it at all to, to, you know, to achieve that goal. Because I like what it is. I like what it is. I just wish more people liked it. Anyway. It's like it's like Patrice O'Neill said. He thinks about himself and he's like, I think about myself like I'm a Brussels sprout. And I'm like, I know more people like Brussels sprouts. 
And then eventually it's just like maybe people just don't like Brussels sprouts. That's this podcast for me. I'm like, surely people, some people like it. So surely more people must like it, but maybe actually not. Anyway, what the fuck was I talking about? I got that thing out of my teeth. That was fucking cool. That was a highlight, wasn't it? You know, sometimes in this podcast, we get really just spontaneous, great moments. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's like an emotional journey or, or some sort of big laugh. And sometimes it's me getting a bit of food out of my teeth. <sighs> Once on Reddit, someone called me a blowhard. <laughs> Anyway, <clears throat> so I'm, uh, yeah, I, I drive up here and I come to the place and I meet the guy and he gets me into my room and he's like, dinner, I'll bring you dinner in like a couple hours. I pay for dinner and two breakfasts and I turn my phone off. And as soon as I turn my phone off, I was just like, all right, I guess I'm doing it. I guess this is it. I'm doing it. Uh, I, I got all of my little bits of cheese and meats and crackers and stuff out of the car and, and banana and orange, orange and, uh, chucked it in the fridge and I got all of my effects in order. Um, and then I just kind of walked around the room looking at things. There's a guitar in here. Just picked up the guitar, plucked a couple strings, don't know how to play guitar, put it down again. Turned the heater on. Just looked around the room, but I was just like, you know, all right, I guess this is it. And I was kind of happy last night because I was just like, this is nice. I've got my book. I bought a... Man, I bought a fucking copy of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. But I wanted to get... I saw I saw the third and the fourth one in a secondhand bookshop in Cairns the other day. And I was like, you know what? I want to read that again. And um, I, I... But I want to read the first one, you know? I want to read all five of them. So I got this one from a fucking uh, Borders. Is it Borders? Whatever the red one. Yeah, it's Borders, isn't it? From like a chain bookstore. And it's all five in one. And it's like, that's great. But I I don't want to fucking be... You know those big fat books? And then you're one of those cunts. Anytime I see someone with like a big thick book, I'm just like, I, I think you're dumb. It seems dumb to have a big book. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's investigate that thought shall we why do i think that's dumb all of those big books are normally those like uh those like fantasy ones you know like um robert jordan the wheels of time that cunt and those other big thick ones and like you know dragons and stuff the fucking game of thrones ones and I just feel, and this is, again, me investigating the thought, maybe not something that I'm going to stand by in the future, but I just feel that people who read those books are cunts. <laughs> because it's just, it's not... Have the fucking balls to read a bit of classic literature, all right? Rather than your... Distra those books are the reality TV of, of writing, just shit that you, oh, a dragon, bleh. oh, that's exciting, oh, he's attacking the town, I wonder what the king's going to say. Did you feel anything? That's my, that's what I actually, 
That's my like instinctive reaction to it. You didn't feel anything. It's not real. Probably is real, and they probably did feel a bunch of stuff. I've never read those books, so I don't know. Also, it's just unwieldy, though. And I don't want to have one of those fucking big-ass books because, one, people are going to think that I'm not a serious reader, which I am. <laughs> and two, I, it's hard. It's It's unwieldy. Unwieldy. That's a word you'll never find in one of your fucking big dumb cunt books for nerds. <laughs> you'll only find it in my smart books <laughs> that are canon. <laughs> they are unwieldy though. They are. I'm reading it in this very well lit cabin, but I don't have a reading light over my fucking head. And it just to open the pages, there's too, like, you can't get a clean, flat fucking open. So the spine of the book is casting a shadow on like a fucking third of the page that I'm trying to read. And it's like, how did... It's really annoying is what it is. So yeah, but anyway, I just finished the first one. It's a great book. I've, I've read the first one. I might have even read the second one. I can't remember though. That's one of those ones where it's just like... Yeah, I definitely have read the first one and I may have read the second one or I might have started the second one and not gone on. The intro to the second one that I just read, uh, the second one is The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. The intro talks about how you don't really read it for the plot, you don't really read it for the characters either, but you read it for the ideas. And you know what? It's tr It's true. The ideas are just... It's like... It's, I guess it's like young adult fiction, but I don't know, man. Like the one, um, there was an idea in there about things begetting other things, like about how the second greatest computer ever was used to create the first greatest computer ever. Oh, you know what? I actually can't remember that idea, so I'm not going to talk about it anymore. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, read it. It's like 130 pages. I've, j I've legit blitzed through it in like a day and a half. Also, because I've had nothing to do here. That's the thing. Here. That's what I was talking about. I've just not... Turning my phone off was... I don't know why I did it. I did it because I do spend too much time on my phone and I do feel sucked in by it. But I guess then me turning it off was just like a reaction to that. And I didn't really go into it with any kind of plan or like idea of what I wanted to get out of it. I just was like, well, I'll turn my phone off and then you know, then something will happen and it'll be good. I didn't really have a plan. I played, I played a lot of guitar today. So what I did today, I woke up, I woke up first, like my eyes opened at, I guess like six o'clock or something. I got no clock in here, so I don't fucking know. That's what I mean. I feel like I'm losing my mind with no clock in here and no phone. And uh, anyway, so I wake up and the, I got to catch the sunrise tomorrow because the, cabin little thingy that I'm in has a little balcony that looks out into this clearing and the trees clear in the direction of the sunrise it's incredible so I saw that the sun was kind of coming up the sky was purple but I was like oh, I'm gonna back to sleep and then the guy came at 7 30 and rang the little bell to tell me that my breakfast was ready mm. don't you tell me that my little breakfast was ready nom 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 and uh, I woke up and I ate my breakfast and, you know, the sun was up and all that. But then I was just kind of like, okay, what do I do? So I ate my breakfast in silence, by the way. There's no music because that's all on my phone. 
and I'm not using my phone. And there's no like music facilities in here. <laughs> music facilities. It sounds like it's a toilet. <laughs> a toilet that you play music with. I wonder if anyone has ever used a toilet and like put their lips on the bottom end, you know, like cleaned it all out and then gone and turned it into an instrument. I bet some fucking music nerds done that. Looking at that, like, you know, the toilet is actually acoustically like a perfect, it's an incredible design. And the kind of sound that you get out of a ceramic horn is it's really, really different and just conjures up images that you don't get with the brass horn. Toilet does it is kind of shaped like a tuba, hey? Anyway, these are the kind of thoughts that you have when you turn your phone off. <laughs> so, so I'm like sitting here today, and I like I don't want to I don't want to hear any radio and news. I also I, I, this is another interesting thing. I still haven't bought my flights home. You know, I'm still in fucking Queensland. And the lockdown may have been announced as being over today, but I don't know. It's supposed to end tomorrow night in Melbourne. And as of seven o'clock in the evening on Monday, I don't know what's happened. I've missed a whole day of news. I don't feel bad about that. I do fucking, I spend way too much time looking at the news and just, I, you know, if I don't have anything to do or if I feel bored for a second... I grab my phone and I fucking go to look at the news. That's something that that I don't like. I don't know what the solution to that is yet. I don't think it's one of those screen time counting apps because it's not it's not like I know it's not like I don't know how much I do it. I do I know I know plenty, but I just it's a reflex. It's not when I'm looking at my phone that I make the decision to look at the news. It's when I'm not looking at my phone that I have the impulse to look at my phone. That moment, that's the problem. So maybe what I could do to try and address this is rather than just turning my phone off and doing 24 hours, maybe go and do more things where I don't take my phone with me. Anyway, that's a thought for for later. So I have my breakfast. I go on a walk. And that was a thing I hadn't researched any walks to do. So I was like, I'm just going to drive my car, you know, down the road until I see a place. I have one in mind, but I found one before it and I got out and I saw the signs and it was like one point something Ks to this waterfall and and like four Ks to this lookout. And I'm like, great. And I go and see a waterfall. I've had a moment when I was looking at the waterfall where this is going to sound so loud. Oh, you know what I did do? I finally fucking got my bio for my new show. Anyway, we'll talk about that in a sec. That's exciting. Um, so the waterfall, I was like looking at the waterfall and seeing all the water kind of drip over it and seeing the way that the water kind of, cause it's a big rock face that's not quite 90 degrees. So it's the water's kind of cascading down it in these little rivulets. Is that a word? little streams but it's like you know it's still falling but whatever it's bouncing off the same bits and it kind of is diverted by little juts of rock and stuff and I thought about the Grand Canyon which I've never been to or seen but I just thought you know water moving over rocks like creates its own little paths and over millions of years it can create a canyon and isn't that nice (laughs) Yeah, I was looking at the I was looking at the water for a while, and that felt. I still at that point I felt like I was on track. 
I felt like I was doing what I imagined in my mind I would be doing with this no phone time and I was happy. And I walked up <clears throat> to uh, like this other, there's like a walker's camp, which I didn't go to, but just at the the sign said walker's camp. And then just before it turned off to the walker's camp, there was another sign that said lookout. So I went up to this lookout and it was a great view. I didn't take any photos because I didn't have my camera because my camera is my phone. But I was just sitting there on this bench looking out over the like rolling hills and valleys. I was imagining like explorers. I was imagining like if I was, you know, one of the white people who first came to this place and and fucking subjugated the native people and did all of that, what would I have thought? I wasn't thinking that, but I just feel the need to say that whenever I talk about colon, 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 colonization. Anyway, I was thinking like, what if I, you know, what if this was, what if I was a, a person walking to try and discover a new place was the feeling and I didn't know this area and there weren't any paths and I was looking at the way the hills, I was like kind of following the valley that I guess is made by the water, the river and the way that it kind of snakes around. So the hills kind of come from the right and the left. If the valley's down the middle, if you're looking into the distance and the valley's down the middle, each kind of peak of the hill comes from the right up high, sloping down across the valley. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I'm not explaining this very well. So there's like a peak on the right, then a peak on the left, then a peak on the right, then a peak on the left. And each of those peaks, the crest of the hill goes down across the valley. So the river kind of snakes in between those crests along the, along the like floor of the forest. And so I was like, I was like, maybe if I was an explorer and I wanted to get to the valley, that's as far away as I can see in the distance where I could see a bit of cleared grassland that looked like a farm. I was like, maybe if I was an explorer, I'd count the number of crests in between me and that place. So then I could have a good idea of, you know, when I was traveling in this direction, how many times I'd have to double back before I made it to what I thought would be the clearing. And that was just a nice thought. And then just made me appreciate how fucking hard, how insanely hard it would have been to, to go out and just explore you should go to a new place that you've never been before and just go, right, boys, get off. We're going to walk that way. I mean, it just fucking makes sense that they made cities next to the water, hey? Because going inland is fucked. <laughs> going over land, oh, man. And all that walking and having no paths. I can't imagine what that would have been like to just walk through forest, just uncleared thick forest and you're just walking through it going fuck i guess we just keep walking until at some point something will happen <clears throat> these guys have the same attitude as me turning my phone off and you know what in a way i'm kind of like them in that i'm an explorer you know exploring the frontiers of not having a phone and not talking to people for a day so i got home I did that. I got back here. I got in the car and I saw that the time was midday and I got back here and that was when it kind of hit me. I was like, all right, that was the thing that I was going to do today. I've got nothing else to do. What am I going to do? I made myself a plate of cheese and meats and stuff from my little bits. And I went out on the balcony and I set myself up with a rug and a cup of tea and I read my book for a bit. 
And it was still like, it's like it's the middle of the day. I don't feel relaxed. A day is such a long fucking time. And the only activities I've got to cycle between are reading my book, reading these roomy poems, playing guitar, making tea. That's it. And that's when it kind of hit me. Like, this is fucked. (laughs) I don't like this. I got nothing to do. I got nowhere to be. I don't need anything, but I just want more than that. And I was lonely. I just felt lonely. Like if there was another person here, that would make it fun. But then also I remembered like, uh, oh, what was it called? I can't remember what it's called. This Australian director guy up in the Northern Territory and he was in his own little shack and he filmed himself, you know, just going about his daily business. But even in that, like, I guess the difference with me here is when he, like that, it's an SBS thing. I can't remember what it's fucking called. I wish I could remember because this story would make more sense. But in that, each of the episodes, he does something, you know, like he goes spearfishing, catches a fish, <clears throat> takes it back to his place and then like prepares it and cooks it and then eats it. And also he's drinking beer, which would be nice. But I'm like, no drugs here. I've got tea, I guess, if that counts as a drug. But other than that, you know, and I'm not cooking because I didn't bring my my fucking... I didn't buy any ribs because I didn't want activities. And now I'm here and I've got no activities. And I'm like, even that fucking guy had activities. What did I think I was going to do with no activities? I just started getting fucking depressed. And I was writing in my diary the other day about how when I was a teenager... I remember having this thought like when I was a teenager that I was like, I just got to keep doing stuff because that way I won't get sad. I remember having that thought as like one of the first kind of things that I figured out about myself when I was like 15. I was like, I got to keep doing stuff and heaps of things because if I don't, I'll get sad. And what I wrote in my diary the other day was like, that thought feels like the thought of someone who wasn't yet ready to confront the sadness that they feel inside them or someone who's scared of the thoughts that that are inside them. And I think I now, you know, as a fucking, as an adult, <clears throat> am better, equip- better equipped to deal with those thoughts. And I'm not scared of anything of, of myself. So maybe then that sadness or whatever feelings coming from me were kind of scary because I was like, I don't know what's going to happen if I sit with those. But now I think and I hope that I'm, I can sit with those and I'm not scared of them. And so that was, I guess, the start of the idea to come here and turn my phone off. But after a point, I mean, yeah, I, I did feel sad and lonely and I, you know, I got through it. I had a... I had a nap this afternoon, which I feel kind of guilty about, but at the same time, I'm like, well, that's kind of why I was here to just do whatever I felt. And as it happened, what I wanted to do was sleep because there was nothing to do. And every time I woke up during that nap and then decided I wasn't going to get up, I felt good. I smiled. I was happy. I was like, yeah, I'm going back to sleep. This is sick. 
So, you know, great. I was happy, but it just doesn't feel very fulfilling. I feel like I did it, you know? I feel like I I feel like I confronted the sadness within me and and what happened was it just made me want to sleep. And I don't actually want to sleep. I want to live my life and, you know, be around people and do comedy and and be happy. I didn't laugh. Did I laugh today? No, I did laugh. I laughed last night when I was thinking about my my bio. Here's the new bio that I wrote. I reckon this is great. Not the bio, the thing for the new show. I laughed at one thing, but I, no, this is it. This is what I'm going to make it. Last year, my grandpa sent me tomato seeds in the post. I planted them. I fell in love, quit drinking, turned 30. The tomatoes rocked. My grandpa's a lunatic. He says his permit for collecting seaweed has expired. Stand-up comedy about love, family, and gardening, and passing time. That's good. That is good. I'm glad that I've done that. If one thing has come out of this, I did put a bit of work in on that last night, spent about an hour thinking about it, and came up with that. And that's 50 words. 50 words. Good. Here's one of the roomy poems. I really like this one. There was a time when my thought... Oh, fuck. No, the thing about these poems... All right, I'll talk about the poems first. That was a re- there was a time when thought fuck. <laughs> what I like about these poems is there's a lot of uh, it's there's no it's in lines but there's no capitals at the start of lines there's no full stops commas punctuation anything and um, it's in very simple language and sometimes it doesn't even seem to be really forming like coherent sentences or thoughts but it always expresses a feeling and uh oh there's there's some really it's all about love all of the poems are about love so this is the one that i that made me laugh actually there was a time when my thought soared as a king or a time when i mourned like a prisoner those days are gone and i have promised not to take myself seriously again and that's it and that's a poem. Do you know what I mean? It's very cool. Let me find another one. No. Uh, 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 how about I have become... Oh, yeah, this is nice. I have become the owner of a land with no time and place. I have become the mystic of a treasure filled with gold with a heart burning in the mother of pearl. I have become a sea of gracing souls. Now, you know what? I don't actually like that one. Maybe this. Oh, yes. This is one that I liked. Your super perfection teaches me how to love. I get my love poems and odes by simply looking at you. My love poems and odes arrive, your dancing image playing alive on my heart's stage that's the source of my own happy dances. Very nice. There's another, um, oh, here, this is a good, like a device that he uses where he kind of repeats a phrase twice at the start. And then, but in at the start, they're kind of like in the middle, the phrase is kind of like in the middle of a, sentence or something like a a little section of words and then he repeats the phrase again at the end but he kind of changes it rhythmically so the phrase feels more final I, I, i hope you'll understand what i mean here i'm so in love with your face 
What do you think I should do? I'm shy to look at your happy eyes. What do you think I should do? Every moment, the pang of love makes me scream. For God's sake, what do you think I should do? Isn't that cool? He kind of flips the rhythm. I'll read it again because I feel like I messed it up just in the middle. I'm so in love with your face. What do you think I should do? I'm shy to look at your happy eyes. What do you think I should do? Every moment, the pang of love makes me scream. For God's sake, what do you think I should do? It's cool, man. It's real cool shit. I don't know who Rumi is. I know he is a very well regarded. I know about as much about Rumi as I do about Krishna. <laughs> Fuck all. <laughs> I was about to try and fucking fake my way through an explanation there, but I don't know shit about the dude. <clears throat> my um my mate was telling me about a podcast that he reckons I would like where the guy like kind of does explanations about a thing sometimes. And I think I will quite like that. And actually, I'm going to listen to some. I'm very excited to. And also, I think maybe sometimes I should do that on this. Maybe I would enjoy that. Do a bit of research about Rumi and then tell a story about him. I mean, I kind of do when I talk about stuff that I'm reading, but maybe in a bit more of a formalized way would be not. But I don't want to prepare for this podcast. That's the whole point. That's what the guy said on Monday. I said, I like it because it's minimal effort. And he said, maybe that's why you don't have many listeners. And I was just like, cunt, that's not what I fucking meant, all right? It's not that I'm not trying. It's that I don't want there to be a barrier to me doing this every week. And the whole point is that I do it every week. It's not that I'm not trying to make it good. It's that what it is requires a minimal amount of preparation so that I can keep doing it every week. Fuck you. (laughs) Fucking hated it. Um, here's a funny thing that happened about the gig on Saturday night that I can tell you about now. So this gig was in, uh, Gold Coast and these Gold Coast gigs, man, they've got a bit of a rep, but I don't know. I've never found them to be that bad, but I think I got the fucking, (laughs) I think I got the raw end of it on Saturday night. Finally found out what everyone was talking about. We were at an art center on a Saturday night and I guess the whole front row was part of this 30th birthday. So there was like a bunch of girls all drunk and then the guys that were with them and whatever. And the start of the show, you know, I'm emceeing. So I come out and I'm pretty loose up top because I just like to see what the vibe of the crowd's like. So I'm talking to them and there's things happening always. I get out there and the first thing is some chick's like, whatever. So I'm talking to her. And then I'm talking to some guy a couple seats behind him. People up the back, uh, already I can't hear them. There's just a wall of sound from the front. And um, I'm getting the vibe that this crowd are very rowdy. And they're not really that keen to let me just do my jokes. They're talking, they're drunk, whatever. But I do my opening 10 and it's good. Um, you know, I tell them, you, you got to chill out. These comedians are here to tell you some jokes, so listen to their jokes, laugh at them, all of that shit, and I kind of make fun of them for not being ready to listen and follow ideas and whatever. And then the first act goes out, and uh, he's doing well for the first half, and then in the second half, they kind of get on top of him. Not, They didn't get on top of him, but they just weren't... No, here's what it was, actually. They weren't listening. Because he did a few lines that... I mean, this dude's a great comic, and... I saw him on Thursday 
do one of the bits that was the same and get some huge laughs in parts that were like just kind of subtle lines and these guys absolutely did not laugh in those parts. The one line that I really liked, just I heard it completely get nothing and, you know, at that point, I looked at the promoter and I just made that, you know, the like when you put your hand over your head, you're like whoosh, like that just fucking went right over their heads. And he was laughing. He was just like, yeah, man. <laughs> so I go back out and there's four acts on this show. So I'm going to do up top and then in between, uh, uh, after the first, after the second, after the third. And after the third, that's introducing the headliner. So I've still, after my first 10 minutes, I've still got to go up three more times so that's happening and i'm like yeah all right i want to do some time and uh i get out there and i start what did i say oh that's right the guy the actor was on he had said um so funny he just said well i think that's i don't think we're going to have any more fun at one point when they didn't get one of his jokes he just said i don't think we're going to have any more fun <laughs> it killed backstage. <laughs> and so I went out and I was laughing at that. I was just like, you guys, I don't think you really fully appreciate how funny the line, I don't think we're going to have any more fun is. And I can't remember what happened, but then some guy on the right, right at the right in the front row, said like some interjection that was just like, oh, there whatever it was, right? And it kind of caught everyone's attention. It caught my attention. And I was like, what was that, mate? And he was like, oh, no, nothing. Like, and he wouldn't talk to me. I was like, you know, did you, what did you say? Did you say something that was you? Yeah. And I just kept trying to be like, it's all right, man. What, like, what's up? How are you? And he just wouldn't give me a straight answer. Like, I was like, what's your name? He was like, the fuckhead, you know? And I was like, you don't want to talk? And he was like, no, no, don't want to talk. No. And I said, you don't want to talk? No? Okay, then shut the fuck up. And I got a big laugh. And I I hated that guy. That was right. Before I said shut the fuck up, I said, you know, this is the first person out of all these people that I think I actually don't like. I don't like you. And then I said, though, you don't want to talk? All right, then shut the fuck up. And I got a big laugh. And then as it got a big laugh, I kind of shook my head to myself, which was involuntary, but it was just like, I just, I didn't like him. I didn't like the way he was engaging. And I, I'd had a gig on Thursday where I emceed and there was a nut in the same spot on the right. Maybe it's me. Maybe I just don't like people who are seated to the right of me. <laughs> there was another guy being obtuse. And uh, this was in Brisbane. And I like chatted to him and he just wouldn't give me a straight answer. And I guess... Um, in that instance, in the Thursday, in that in that instance, I was just on first. Actually, I wasn't even saying I was just on first, and I fucking tanked. You know, I didn't deal with him very well. He was being defensive, and so I started being defensive, and then I bombed. But that's fine. But I kind of thought about that a lot, and I was like, I just needed to be more open with the guy, right? I just needed to open up a dialogue with that kind of person who's closed off. You just got to show them that. I'm not a threat to them and try and meet them as like, hey, I'm a person. Talk to me like a person, you know. I wish that was what I had done to the guy on Thursday. I, instead, I just, because I was, he was being weird. So I started being defensive and trying to make fun of him. 
but it wasn't being funny because it seemed like unwarranted. And so I started bombing. So on the Saturday, I'm like, you know what? This guy's said something, but I'm just going to try and talk to him like a person. And I asked him if he wanted to talk, but I still wasn't that open. But I just, you know, I, I think I did the right thing in saying, shut the fuck up, right? Because he interrupted the show. And then when I shook my head, I the audience all went, ooh. Like they had kind of, they saw me get genuinely annoyed. And immediately after the show, and I was also messaging a mate, an older comic, a much more experienced comic than me, up in Cairns who I'd spent some time with and he said I just I told him what was happening because he just messaged me like just you know um, coincidentally when I was backstage at that show and I was like I'm at this show and this thing and he just said just relax man don't let them get to you I think it was something like that he said and I was like yeah I think I get too emotional sometimes and he said yeah I've seen you go an entire crowd before very funny which I like because that means that he's watching me but I which is nice, but it's also funny because I'm like, have I gone entire crowds? I don't remember that. I mustn't remember it, but I guess maybe I do come off quite antagonistic sometimes. And so upon immediate reflection, I was like, maybe I shouldn't have, you know, been so openly or outwardly angry at the guy when I shook my head. That was me kind of letting my actual real feelings come to the surface. But the more I think about it, the more I'm like, no, that was a real reaction. I was genuinely angry at the guy. And when they went, ooh, I got scared and I tried to laugh it off like, oh, no, I'm not really mad. But actually, no, I was really mad. And I should have said that. I should have just said, hey, yes, ooh, is correct because I'm fucking annoyed at that guy I could have gone harder. I could have gone like, I'm, I'm annoyed at that guy for yelling out. And the worst part is he's too much of a fucking weak coward. To, he's going to yell out like wants all the attention on himself. And then when it doesn't get a laugh, he's not even going to say anything or own the fact that it didn't get a laugh. He's just going to sit there like a fucking coward and not say anything to me. Fuck you. That's how I felt in the moment. But I was scared. So I just laughed it off. And after that, I... I just retreated back into my material and I never really, you know, I was doing okay. I was getting laughs and stuff, but I, the gig for me was lost at that moment. And it was maybe still there to be won. I feel like if I had been more honest about how I felt, I might have gotten a bigger laugh out of them and also not been scared of them. But after that, I felt scared of them because I was like, I don't, I'm the MC. I don't want to have to, you know, fucking fight them or whatever. And uh, like even when I started my last bit, I went, I got punched in the face by a lady on the train and one lady who I'd been kind of, you know, trading blows with at the start, she went, not surprising, which of course she was going to say that. I knew, I felt like I fucking knew what I was walking into, but I was like, this is the best bit that I've got. So I'm just going to do it. And um, yeah, the bit just never really picked up and I think it was because the audience beat me they beat me when they said ooh and uh, yeah I should never let that happen (laughs) anyway I think that's the podcast man I can't fucking tell you how excited I am to turn my phone on in a second and check the news and see if Melbourne is coming out of lockdown tomorrow I hope that it is I haven't bought my flights home yet I got to message my therapist and tell him I can't have therapy on Wednesday because I'm sorry I forgot, but I'm still in Brisbane. <sighs> I hope you guys are having a good week, man. If you're in Melbourne and Sydney, you know, stay tough. And uh, if you're in Brisbane, 
come to my show on Thursday. We're doing another one at Good Chat. Check it out. It's on Reddit or just go on the Good Chat website. We're doing another one. Last week's one was really successful. Made a little bit of cash from it, which was sick. So this Thursday, 7 o'clock, Good Chat on Petri Terrace. And uh, thanks for listening. I've been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.